On today's episode of Backup Fantasy Sports, I am once again joined by Jonathan Austin for part two of our 2021 MLB predictions series as we break down the National League. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Backup Fantasy Sports. I'm your host, Ewan Leith, and I am extremely excited for the baseball season to kick off this week. Today is the second episode of a three-part series where myself and Jonathan Austin make our 2021 MLB predictions. Check out the previous episode if you want to hear our picks for the American League, because today we are diving in to the National League. Alrighty, we are on to the National League, who for the final time, Jay, is going to have a pitcher batting. This is the last season. I think it's going to be Universal DH in 2022. The end so. of an era. No Bartolo Colon home runs. No Roy Oswalt grounding out to third every fifth day in an Astros uniform like we grew up watching. But <laughs> kicking things off in the NL East... You're, you're doing it. I see. You're buying in. You're buying yeah. into the hype. Who is going to be the NL East champion this year? The New York Metropolitans. The New York Mets. And once again, you see a theme developing for me. Love their pitching. I love it. Jacob deGrom is going to win the Cy Young. I think Marcus Stroman, after missing a year, is actually going to help him a lot. I think he's going to have a lot of energy stored up. I love, I love the way he's going to pitch this season. Guys like David Peterson. You know, I don't see uh, where's the, where's our friend uh, Noah Syndergaard. I don't see him on. Is he going? Is he hurt? Yeah, yeah, he had. Uh, it was. It kind of went under the radar actually. But once the season got shut down, he actually underwent Tommy John surgery. Okay. So he's not going to be back until I think he had it in March last year. So we might be looking at like after the all-star break for him to come back. And they've also got Carlos Carrasco injured with that hamstring tear. So I, I agree on paper with the pitching, but do those like two injuries kind of worry you or you just, let's just ride Jacob deGrom into the sunset and see what happens. It does worry me a little bit, especially in this division. And now that you say that, <clears throat> I wish they had those guys. <laughs> this would be a I'm lot. Sure the Mets did, I'm sure this, the Mets do too. A, yeah, this would be a lot easier pick for me if they had both of Syndergaard and Carrasco. I would say this is a layup. But you look at this division, it's hard. The NL East is going to be very competitive. I wrote that in my notes to you. Um, you look at fan graphs, <clears throat> projected wins. Mets, 92. Braves 90, Nationals 81, Phillies 80. So they have 10 games for four teams. And actually, man, the Marlins, I, I like the Marlins too. I think they could make a little bit of waves, be better than the 73 win projected wins as well. So this is a really tough division. I picked the Mets to win it because, and I wrote my notes here, just literally just put a block of their starting rotation because I think it's that good. Uh, but they have some really nice things in their lineup too. And you right. want to talk I'm, about I mean, I lineup? yeah, go yeah, go for it, man. No, you go for the lineup. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to your Mets love because I'm just gonna say, did we forget the Atlanta Braves exist where you live, Jay? Did, Ronald Acuna, 
Ozzy Albies, Freddie oh, Freeman, them. the NL MVP. Come on, man. I love but, them. I have them making a wild card. Yeah, no, I definitely understand the love for the Mets. Conforto, this one guy, maybe you've heard of him called Francisco Lindor, uh, McNeil, Davis. Like, there's a lot to love there. Um, Dom Smith potentially coming off the bench, which is kind of weird because he was so good last year with the universal DH, but now it might not be that way. Um, I, I understand this might, this is not a Scherzer to Oakland A's take for me, (laughs) but I think the Braves actually have a better pitching staff than the Mets as a unit. I, Mike Soroka is going to come back in the first two months. Max Freed kind of took a step forward. I actually don't believe in Max Freed, but I think he can still be good. I mm-hmm. do believe in Ian Anderson for Please sure. I, who, who is this guy? Tell me about Ian Anderson. I, he I was came one up guy out I, of nowhere last year. He was in he was in the system, but he had a one nine five ERA and dominated the playoffs last year. And no one is going to repeat a one nine five ERA. I'm not going to say that, but he had a 345 XFIP and mm-hmm. the ATC projections, which were number one on Fantasy Pro's accuracy competition last year, have him projected for a 369 ERA and a 127 whip. So you'd like to see that come down a tiny bit. But yeah, I'm kind of Ian Anderson. I'm going to do it again, but plus 750 to win NL Rookie of the Year. Kind of, okay. kind of like that. Kind of like mm-hmm. that a lot. But, um, yeah. The thing yeah, we didn't talk about with the Mets, though, was yeah. actually Brandon Nimmo leading off. He's an OBP monster. And I think that's going to be great for Lindor Conforto. And, oh, yeah, Pete Alonso. Somehow he did not come into my brain when I was talking about that lineup. It, looking at it on Fangrass right now, that is pretty deep, one through eight. Or one yeah. through seven. Uh, James McCann. Okay, yeah, cool. Gonna, no, I was going to say that. I, I kind of like James McCann there as like hitting low in that lineup. He's got power. I think he could be a good fantasy option this year at catcher for people who use catchers. Which I'm just I'm, – this is going to be a anti-catcher fantasy baseball podcast. Yeah. So I'm just going to make my mark there. Just go to <laughs> Util and, yeah, I mean, we had it two years ago. We changed the rule because two guys just didn't roster a catcher all year. Yeah. It was kind of smart. It was just kind of annoying to be like, I have another one more guy than you, but he's actually hurting me more than helping me. <laughs> so um, I'm going with the Braves. You're going with the Mets. That does seem to be the consensus going around. But my goodness. It's so tough to go against the Nationals and the Phillies as well because they've got Juan Soto and Bryce Harper in their lineups. And it's like, how do you pick against those two guys? But the Phillies just haven't done it with Harper in town yet. And the Nationals, Corbin, really bad 2020. Scherzer starting to get up there a little bit. Strasburg already coming back from injury but was already injured again in spring training. So I don't know. It's hard to trust that kind of stuff. So you can see where my my A's take is developing, where they might disappoint if those guys if if they don't get up to they're projected for eighty wins, they could I I might bet below that if they if that if those things happen, you know why wouldn't they want to trade 
of rental, you know, and maybe he'll sign back with them <laughs> again. <laughs> Who yeah, knows? I mean, yeah, he's, I think they've got one of those weird deals with Scherzer actually, where it's like he signed a seven year deal, but it was actually like a 14, like they pay half of the seven years for now. And then they, it's kind of the Bobby Bonilla thing. I think he gets mm-hmm. like seven years after that deal is actually done. They're still going to pay him. So I think that is correct. And yeah, I mean, I kind of like the Marlins. I kind of like what they're doing. They've got some stuff going on. They, I mean, they made the playoffs last year. That's cool. But um, yeah, a 60-game season and eight teams from each conference made it. Weird things happened, which is just like, how did the Phillies not make it? Like, what is going on here? Like, they always disappoint. Yeah, I don't get it. And I like Zach Wheeler, and maybe Spencer Howard can step up as like a prospect kind of guy, but... If I was going to, the Nationals would be the bet to crash the party and just come out of nowhere, right? Like Turner, Soto, yeah. uh, Schwarber, Josh Bell, bounce back season. So, Their lineup is strong. It's a pretty strong lineup. If yeah, that, it's got some names in there that you're like, damn, yeah. how, they just like yeah. picked Schwarber up for nothing. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. But everyone loves Trey Turner this season. I mean, he was amazing last season. People think he's going to get 50, 50, steal 50 bags this season. We'll see about that. I I think maybe Adalberto Mondesi is probably the only guy that can steal 50 bags in the majors this year, just for the opportunity alone. Yeah. uh, So that was the East. So I think it's Braves-Mets. You have the Mets. I have the Braves. And then you have the Braves in the wild card, and I have the Mets in the wild card. So we're pretty much... Mm. We think those two teams are going to come out of there. And I mean... it. It wouldn't be surprising if three teams came out of that division if it weren't for the Dodgers and the Padres in the West. But we'll save off that for now. The NL Central, we go different uh-huh. again. Uh-huh. Guest first. Who you got? Brewers for my friend Dennis. <laughs> Just kidding. I love their pitching, though. Uh, their pitching is great. You know, you look at... <clears throat> You look at their guys, and they're just solid all across the board. And I think that's the thing that wins in the National League so much more than hitting, I think, is pitching. So you have Brandon Woodruff, Brett Anderson, Corbin Burns, Adrian Hauser, Freddie Peralta. Love those starting five. Brandon Woodruff is going to be great. Corbin Burns, people are talking about Cy Young potential with him. So, And then the relief pitchers. you got Josh Hader and Devin Williams and Brent Suter. Yeah, Suger. good luck trying to have a comeback win against the brewers this year is what yeah, i was like yeah. you better be leading that game after six innings because otherwise yeah, you can go home early and if it's a seven inning doubleheader just yeah that's fine you're you're done i think the key with them is is a couple things with their bats and christian yelich needs to go back to mvp christian yelich we need to see continued development from keston hira in terms of his ability to not strike out so much yeah, he needs um, to develop the other way because last yeah. year was bad. He needs to correct that if they're going to go as far as I think they can go. Uh, but you have solid veterans in it. Lorenzo Cain, uh, we'll see how Jackie Bradley Jr. does there, if he's able to, to hit the ball a, a little bit. He's, it says he's going to platoon versus righties. So um, they've got a platoon situation going on here. A lot of their guys, Travis Shaw is going to platoon. Ivy Sale Garcia is going to platoon. They're going to have yeah. guys like Omar Novaez and Manny Pena platoon. So they're going to have an analytically driven lineup in terms of who's yeah. best to put out. 
Are, so the I Brewers like, are like I, kind of turning into like a mini Rays North, and yeah. like with all those platoons and stuff. And Hira is actually going to move to first base because of wow, I'm totally blanking on who they got at second base. Colton Wong. Oh, Colton Wong. Yeah, they signed Colton Wong. And yeah, uh, so Hero is going to move to first base, which hopefully will limit his negative contributions on defense, and he can just kind of focus on hitting. So you're going with the Brewers. I'm going with Old Faithful here, the St. Louis Cardinals, maybe the all-time outside of the Texas Rangers, the number one <laughs> rival for the Houston Astros. They've caused yeah. us so much heartbreak and pain over the years, but... It's kind of like a Spurs situation for the Houston Rockets. Like, I kind of hate you so much, but I also I respect you because you keep yeah. doing it. Um, their lineup, I don't have a lot of questions about. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Tommy Edmond, potential Rookie of the Year Dylan Carlson, and somehow still walking on two legs, Yadier Molina. I'm not sure how he does it. Like he's still like Buster Posey, like can't play catcher anymore because his knees are so bad. And Yachty's just like, my knees, my knees never worked. So I just play all the time. It doesn't 39. Yeah. It's obscene, but I do really like that lineup. And I, I kind of did one of those things where you're like, Oh, it's the Cardinals. They always have good pitching. But I actually was like, that might just be a really bad take from like 2012. I don't know. But they have had a top 12 team ERA every year since 2016. And mm. since 2015, they are the fifth best team ERA in all of baseball. So they just know how to get, like, innings mm. out of their guys. Like, Adam Wainwright had a kind of renaissance last year. Jack Flaherty yeah. is an ace. And Carlos Martinez is going to come back. They've got Alex Reyes. Still post hype sleeper type guy again. So I kind of believe, and I kind of like their bullpen a lot too. Like Gallegos, Andrew Miller, Jordan Hicks. Like those guys can shut it down. I'm not sure which one is going to be the closer. I might avoid that situation in like a saves league. Um, but in our league tonight, we've got saves plus holds. Like all three of those guys might go for a dollar and they're definitely going to return value. Like that's going to be. Yeah. Awesome. Fangraphs actually has Reyes projected with 14 saves for them, which is interesting because I feel like he's the likely candidate to get stretched out and move into the rotation if they ever suffer an injury. But yeah, once again, I kind of... You got any feel for the Cubs or the Reds? Are they going to make any... Like the Cubs might blow it up. So yeah, I think I think the Cubs they're going to end up trading their Javi Baez, and I think they're going to end up trading Chris Bryant. So I think they can get some good uh, young players for those two. I I don't think that they're going to compete with the teams that we just mentioned. I just don't. I don't think their pitching is good enough. When Kyle Hendricks is your number one, uh, you don't have much strikeout potential. That's just <laughs> yeah. That's just the only issue. So I think they're going to get some runs scored on them. Even though I like Kyle Hendricks. Actually, I kept him in our league. But um, with him as your number one, I just don't see it. Um, but with the Reds, I like the Reds a little bit. I like their lineup. Um, 
Castellanos. Suarez, Moustakis, Votto. I think Votto's going to bounce back a little bit. I know he was horrible last year. He was horrendous. I know he was. You don't have to tell me that. But at the end, he made some improvements for power. You just go look at his numbers towards the end of the season. He got better power-wise. So I don't think it's going to be so, so, so bad for him. I like Nick Senzel. Um, Yeah, Jesse Winkler. Remember he had a a good uh, season too? Yeah, he was kind of like a sleeper in 2019. And he kind of disappointed. But I think he came back. He like bounced back last year. So we'll see if Mm -hmm. that can stick. I think they could. Let's see what Fangraphs projects them at, uh, because I don't mind them. Yeah, they have the Reds actually. Hmm, interesting. They have the Brewers uh, projected for 86, and they have the Reds projected for 81, and the Cardinals for 76. So they don't like your Cardinals pick. No, they don't. Fang- they don't Fangraphs. like it at all. No. But um, yeah, going back to your Joey Votto point was. He took a couple of games off in the middle of the year last year, I think. And he kind of started to not do Joey Votto things. And he uh, he kind of let the strike zone go a little bit. And he started to sell out for power. I think he had eight home runs over the last 30 games. So that's decent. If he can keep building on that, then maybe it's not the end of days for Joey Votto. Because he was looking real bad there for a couple of years. And... It was kind of sad because he was a perennial first-round pick in fantasy drafts for sure. Um, to Brian Hayes in Pittsburgh, that's the only thing you would ever tune in on um, whip-around MLB coverage to watch. That's the only note I have on the on the Pirates. It says, just watch Cabrian Hayes. Just just uh, watch Cabrian Hayes. That's it. <laughs> we will see. I, I, I just The Cardinals never go away for me. I don't know yeah. why. So we'll 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 move on to the West now, which is a battle of the Giants, if you ask me, just between the Dodgers and the Padres. Like the Rockies are comical. They have a zero point zero percent chance to make the playoffs. The Diamondbacks have a two percent chance, and the Gigantes of San Francisco have an eight point nine percent chance. But this is a this is a battle to the death between the Dodgers and the Padres, right, Jay? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is going to be fun. This is going to be one of the best division battles that we'll see in in a lot a lot of years. I think this is going to be a fun fun season for these two teams. The Dodgers are just unbelievably deep. I mean, you look at their roster and they're they have Gavin Lux on their roster and they're platooning him. And he could start on any other team and maybe win. <laughs> He would have won Rookie of the Year if he was able to play, but it's just crazy the depth that they have. Uh, I have Betts and Bellinger could both compete for NL MVP. I have Betts winning the NL MVP um, just based on his power and speed combination and his defense. His war is going to be really high, too, for his defense. Um, Their pitching looks great. I mean, is there anything wrong with this team? Can you find one flaw with this team? Maybe the bullpen, but that would be the only stretch. Like, is this finally the year that Kenley Jansen actually falls off a cliff? Like, I feel like we like him in the regular season, and then it all comes falling apart in the postseason, but they survive. Like, I don't know, but that's something you can trade for. If it's a problem, like, everyone trades for bullpen help at the deadline. So that's what I'm going with for the Dodgers as well. Like, it's going to be the Dodgers until it's not. 
So until San Diego come up and knock the Dodgers off the NL West crown, I'm going to pick the Dodgers. Kind of like yeah. the, how you pick you used to pick the Spurs every year until the Rockets started winning the division. It's just like, why would San Antonio not win the division? Like, it's San Antonio. It's Greg Popovich. So reigning World Series champions, which hurt a little bit to see. Not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but they did deserve it. They were the best team in baseball last year, and they were probably the best team in baseball for a couple of years before that as well. Getting Mookie, like, oh, my God, this lineup is insane. You're so right. It's, cheap. The, it's a cheap code. It's, I can't believe they have him on their team. It's crazy. But they do, and yeah. I have him oh, in the NBA. They also added NL Cy Young winner Trevor Bauer, who will take a step back, I think. There's no way he could repeat what he did last year. And he's kind of a dick, so I don't really like cheering for him. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Kershaw, Bauer, Walker Bueller. Mm-hmm. Like, good Lord. It's The depth is, is really crazy. It, yeah. the, uh, what's their payroll? <laughs> I wish I don't have it on the top of my head, but I'm sure it's... I, I don't, but it, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> Mookie Betts is there for the foreseeable future and he will make up for that mm. by himself let's see oh they got a payroll here 248 million dollars love it oh also david price just coming back from covid mm-hmm. like and they re-signed justin tucker and then they've got aj pollock max muncie like like chris taylor could probably start in a bunch of places in baseball and he's like they're super util bench guy and yeah i already saw like pitching ninja and stuff have some crazy jimmy nelson gifts about him coming back to form and that like if jimmy nelson becomes a ace or something yeah like if he came back like that's just what's going on over there I, i don't even know that's so. breaking evil too. Uh, another uh, brewer, a uh, brewer fame. Yeah, <laughs> brewer fame. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly <laughs> right. But so we are all wrapped up with the division on the NL. Uh, I, assuming you didn't want to passion passionately talk about the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Rock. You got anyone on there? You got anyone? No, but, just, no, but we should talk about the Padres a little bit. Oh yeah. Okay. I guess I won't toss aside the most exciting team in baseball is that right yeah yeah uh i mean let you go off on the padres because you picked them far i picked them as a wild card team and i picked them to win the world series oops yeah. um <laughs> if you could script a off season in a perfect way like would it not be acquiring Blake Snell and you mm. Darvish and extending your generational talent, Fernando Tatis for the next dozen years. Like they used to be made fun of for like just constantly trading and just being bottom of the barrel. But Tatis has totally turned this team around like by himself. Like Machado was like, yeah, I'm not going to play shortstop. That kid can play shortstop. Like that's, like, they've got Hosmer, they've got Will Myers. I know you like him a Love lot. Him. And then, yeah, that rotation is filthy. Oh, I forgot to mention former Astro prospect great Joe Musgrove is also there. So, mm-hmm. like, if there is one team that can compete 
with the Dodgers, it's the Padres. Agreed. And that's it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun this season with that with those two teams. That's going to be must-watch TV. If there's a series for that lined up, like R.I.P. my sleep schedule because I will be watching every single <laughs> inning of that. Like you, Darvish, Blake Snell, Chris Paddock, Joe Musgrove versus mm. Kershaw, Walker Bueller, Trevor Bauer. Like, oh my God! Like, and it's not even like they're just great pitching staffs like their lineups are so intense like mm-hmm. i don't know i'm just looking at my nlcs pick why don't i have the dodgers in there like that's crazy like do i really think the braves can beat the dodgers or can i like i don't know but <laughs> listen you you went out on a limb on that and my ao is on a limb i was just trying to get good content for you here but i, I believe the things that i'm saying <laughs> I, I i would put money on it i wouldn't put a lot of money on it so, but, but anyways, I have now revealed my NLCS pick, which was the Padres over the Atlanta Braves. I think we get to see Acuna and Tatis go mano a mano on the biggest, well, second biggest stage in baseball. Who do you have in the NLCS? I have the Dodgers over the Brewers in seven games. Ooh la la. Uh, I don't even have the Brewers in my wild card. I love the Brewers this season. I think they're going to be a good team for sure. And it's all based on their pitching. I think their pitching is going to be one of the best in the league. And that's what wins in playoff games. That's what wins in playoff series is pitching, in my opinion. So especially in the National League with with no DH. So I like them to get there. But the Dodgers are too much. I think it's going to be a a tough series. But I think the Dodgers are are going to outshine them with their bats. I think their bats are just going to outdo it a little bit and their pitching is, is going to be a little bit better than the Brewers in that season and that series. There you go. So you had the Astros winning the AL. You have the Dodgers winning the AL. I've got the White Sox and the Padres. Mm-hmm. I got the Padres over the White Sox in the World Series. Jay, I know this is going to hurt to say, but who do you have in the World or winning the World Series? I have the Dodgers repeating against the Astros. I just oh! couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't sit here and convince myself that we are as deep as they are. The Houston love can only go so far. Yeah, uh, but I I could see this team, the Astros. That is, I could see them winning the American League. I don't think it's out of this world. If you look no, at the odds, no, it's definitely not out of this world. Yeah, you know, they're like I think they're like third or fourth in the odds right now for to win the the pennant. So. It's it's not out of this world that they can get there and win the pennant, but you know, bringing home that that trophy is a different animal in terms of facing this Dodgers team. Exactly. Because this Dodgers team is, when you look at it on paper, it, it's one of the most impressive rosters I've ever seen compiled. It, yeah, it top is, to bottom. It is an amazing roster. So, I think all my this, all my predictions are based on no injuries. Obviously, so if you know Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger get hurt midway through the season, yeah, this is gonna be a different story. But we're assuming that all these guys are staying healthy, and the Dodgers are gonna get to the World Series based on the strength of the depth of their roster. Yeah, you are totally right. So we just banged out. Well, I don't know. If we banged it out, but we talked pretty in depth about our MLB predictions, and we are gonna come back for one more segment, and we're gonna talk about. Who's going to win some individual awards? 
So that does it for the second episode of the three-part Major League Baseball preview for the 2021 season. I want to thank Jay again for coming on and giving us his opinions on the National League. If you like this episode, feel free to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow me on Twitter, at UNRUOut. And I hope you join me for the third and final part of the prediction series, where we break down the individual awards. That will be out on opening day, and I can't wait for baseball season to kick off. Once again, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next time. See ya!